Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Hold on, Mary Jane! We are sex Now, was I rushing or was I dragging? You guys want to go see a dead body? I know Kung Fu. Do it. Get away from her, you bitch! What's in the fucking box? Hold on to your butts. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. So, Parth, what have you been eating? You're looking well, by the way. Trent, thank you for bringing us in. Um, I slept at mm-hmm. a semi-decent time last night. What time is that? Like 1 o'clock a.m. But previous nights I've been sleeping at 2 to 3 a.m. And I wanted to sleep a little earlier. Um, because today um, I'm going out in the night and I wanted to be... Uh, fully rested. Well, for for the fans at home, yesterday was Parth's birthday, and he turned twenty fun years old. Thanks, guys. I, mean, I wanted to sneak. I, I wanted to set Trent up to tell pe- the people so that I didn't have to do it and sound like an asshole. Yeah, but we went to the liquor store, and the man had the audacity to not give Parth a free vodka shooter. Ooh. Yeah, it's pretty. After awesome. I said, after he didn't ID you, and so I drew attention to it by saying, "Haha, it's his twenty first birthday." And then we paused and chuckled and waited for him to offer you a free vodka shooter that never came. And the guy went, okay. <laughs> I, I only say this because on my 21st birthday, I got a free vodka shooter from the same exact man. Yeah, but friend of friend, friend of the show, Jackson Clark, has also said that on his birthday, the guy did not give him a free vodka shooter. So let's just say Trent versus Parth and Jackson. What's different? What's the difference? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Brandon, um, Brandon but, Petty, by this metric, do you think you'd get a free vodka shooter? Wait, it was just your birthday, too. Yeah, he would He would drink half of it and give me it. We have a friend of the show on the show today, or a friend off the show who's just become a friend on the show. Um, yeah. Brendan, or I guess I was just going to say Brendan, but didn't you say something about wanting to remain anonymous, or is that yeah, out the window? Uh, no, well, I wanted a cool name, but, like, like no, I couldn't think of anything in the shower this morning. Yeah, so. no, thanks, Trent. Um, yeah, or Parth Sucks, as it says on... Well, if, if if you look at the screenshot on the Instagram, our current names are mine is Parth sucks. Parth's is Trent should use his hard drive, and Brandon yours is Jobu from. Is that from the film? Uh, my my I, original. I made it up. My original name was Rakatuni, but then I was harassed That's for spelling not, it poor, poorly. It's just not. Well, it's not just it's that not you spelled it poorly. It's not Rakatuni. It's Rakatuni, <laughs> and oh, then you made it Rakutuni. Yeah. yeah. So, and then I made fun of that, and then you you made you were upset. No, he went he and, went through a tunnel. It, yeah. Oh, right. Well, no, he, no, 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 no. First, and I had to leave the call. First, he he was fine, and then I because uh, before mm. Trent was late to his own show. Um, but like by like by how much? Like thirty minutes? Uh, like twenty, thirty minutes. Not a no big, established um, time was said for when the pod was. Started. No, I said I said I can start in ten minutes, and then you said okay, and then didn't show up. But no. It, Trent, it's it's literally it's not a big deal, and when Trent wasn't here, I was talking yeah, with uh, so Brandon Petty, our current our current friend of the show, and I was telling him how Trent doesn't use his hard drive, and then uh, when Trent when Trent finally came on, I brought it up, 
or, Trent, or Brian and I were talking about it and it got brought up and then Trent was like, I'm going through a tunnel and he left. And well, he I didn't leave. As I was going sucks. through a tunnel. Oh, sorry. That's my bad. I was traveling. But he rejoined yeah. as part sucks and I changed my name to Trent should use his hard drive, which he should. Guys, harass him. But to answer your question, Trent, I, I, I in the morning woke up, forgot that we were recording and then was like, oh, wait, we we're recording. And then went downstairs, grabbed a handful of uh, Lucky Charms, shoved them down my throat, and now we're here. Are you what a about... big dry dry cereal guy? Yeah, I, I don't have it with milk. Well, Ever? Wait, you don't have any cereal with milk? We've had this conversation, but I don't know if we've had this conversation on air, but when I was, like, three, <laughs> I, I I think I was sick, uh, like, regardless, but I, I had cereal with milk, and then I threw up, and ever since then... I have had like a small like ooh should I, and so I've always had <laughs> you've sa- never gone back dry. Wait, have well, you I've, had I've gone back. No, I've I've ha- I've had it like a few times, and it's not like terrible or anything. I'm just and like, I've heard. I'm sure you've had a glass of milk on a separate occasion since you were the age of three. Well, I have I've had milk every day, <laughs> in some capacity. Up, yeah, like a glass of milk, but not oh, with but my, right with, with cereal. Not with that's, my cereal. That's where you draw the line. As a kid, I would have a glass of milk with dinner every night. And looking back, I'm like, geez, that's why my bones are so strong. Um, but Trent, what have you been eating? Well, I, I'll quickly say that what you have with cereal, I have with peas. Because when I was younger, my mom, we were sitting at the dinner table. And she was like, you just need to get these peas in your system. And I was like, well, I don't want to eat them. And she was like, then you should just like take them one at a time. Like you take ibuprofen. And you should just put one on your tongue and then kick it back with a glass of water. And so I did that like... 10 to 15 times and then my body disagreed with that as a way of consuming food and i threw up and but it was good because after you throw up no one can make you eat vegetables anymore wow. you can just go to bed hungry. <laughs> but what have i been eating i just had a blueberry muffin from trader joe's wonderful yep brandon yeah uh so me yeah me and parth were talking about how shitty you are as a person and then i was like wait parth should i eat something and he was like oh yeah so i had this Con candy from Brower. I saw that in your car yesterday. Oh, you yeah. got it at the Brower uh, at, at the, the carnival? At the Boardwalk Bonanza, which is a fucking blast. There was a Brower carnival? Oh, wait, wait, Brennan... should, I, should I not curse? No, of course you, you curse. curse. <laughs> Bre- Brennan said that people were winning Nintendo Switches at Brower. Dude, it was day. like Nintendo Switches, Xboxes, and flat screen TVs. But That's insane. It, started, it started at 4, and we got there at 540, and we saw the last dude win the last Nintendo Switch. And and the whole time he was clutching it to his chest and like he was like talking to girls with it. It was crazy. All we got on our meal plan was King Neptune night. That <laughs> was mad. Dude, did you eat, did you did you eat the alligator? That was the thing. Yeah, I just was, that was not a thing real, when we went. No, there was fried I, alligator. I just remember chicken. going and seeing like on like the 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 the, the conveyor belt just mm. like hundreds of lobster. Yeah, yeah, dude, they had lobsters. Every I, time they have like lobster bisque, though, the lobster's always like black. Like, did you know to like to pay to get into King Neptune night? Like, Brandon it costs doesn't you... like when the lobsters are black. It costs two meal swipes to get into King Neptune night, or you could pay and guess how much it costs? Like forty dollars. Seventy-five dollars. Oh, holy fuck! <laughs> which apparently is good some, enough. Which is somehow worth two meal swipes. <laughs> right, anyway, yeah, I had a few, a few things of con candy. So con candy is the first thing you're putting in your body in the like, morning. Like I didn't eat last night. And, wait, no, that's not true. I ate tater tots last night. So your body's running on fumes, essentially. My body's running on carbs and sugar, which is, I mean, really all it needs to run on. 
Do you feel it's good? good no, are you gonna, like my teeth are, you okay, are gonna fall Brandon? Out. Are you gonna teeter over in the middle of the pod? Yeah, we... I might die. Welcome back to Craft Services, where we talk about the movies. Each week we talk about a film, and hopefully have a crew member of that film to talk with us about their experience working on the picture. This week, we're talking about everything, everywhere, all at once. Last week, who did we have to talk about it? We had an interview with the cinematographer Larkin Seipel, whose name we saw on the screen last night, shortly after the conclusion of the film. This is true. But I was asleep during the fake-out ending. And but you don't see his name there, but I love movies with a fake out ending, don't you? Especially Wait, you at were the sleep during the first time we saw that. So last night when I saw oh, it the oh, second oh, oh, time, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh. But I knew I was like, that wait, the movie you just end. told me you didn't sleep the second time, and I was no. Miraculously, as the fans should know, I made it through the film without falling asleep, even though it was a 10 p.m. showing. Yeah, can Thanks. we can we get a round of applause for Trent? I didn't waste another $8 with the student discount, I promise. Um, but yeah, so last week we talked with Larkin Seipel. This week we've got a new friend of the show, Brandon Lupetti, fellow Rutgers student, mm-hmm. one of Trent's contemporaries yeah, with so, us sorry, here to talk about the not, film. Uh, sorry for not being cool. Um, as, as cool as Larkin Seipel. Wait, Larkin? Seipel, but thank you. Um, I, I don't want to comment on your coolness compared to him. I'd say you know less about the film. Like, you didn't work on it. And just, like, in general. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> and in general, you're, like, he was really nice. <laughs> like, not that you're not so great, but, like, he was, not to put you under pressure, he was really nice. Ooh. But see, like, also, I'm, really I'm, now I'm going to put you under pressure because let's just get straight into this. Brandon, can you give us a 10-word synopsis of this movie? Yes. Uh... Yeah, but I'll like I'll take away eight words and I'll just say really good. Wait, but like no, the, the like plot, synopsis. Like, like that's not synopsis. Oh, 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 synopsis. Not not a summary, not a review. All right, synopsis. Uh, Asian woman is awesome. Uh, beats up bad guys. Everything everywhere. Wow, you're not wrong. Well done. Yeah, thanks. Do you think this is going to be one of the episodes where we just stand around and be like, "That was a really good movie"? No, no, I really like, I really like the movie. Especially, no, the whole movie was great. I, I mean, enjoyed I think, it. I think this movie definitely warrants that because, like, this is my. This is, it, was, it was a really good movie. Brendan did quote cry during the movie. No, and I then no, not last night. But didn't you cry the first time? I was brought to tears for like forty-five minutes, but I I didn't shed any. It's awesome. Wait, you were you brought to tears as you were clutching, but nothing came out. Precisely. No, brought to tears means brought wait, to tears wait, wait, means you yeah, cried. I, I just oh oh no 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 I was like teary eyed, but I didn't. They didn't. They didn't fall down my face. I see. Yeah. Well, the real synopsis is an aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes, connecting with the lives she could have led. Trent, you want to give us budget and box office? Sure. The budget was $25 million, and the box office, although it's still building, um, because we were at a pretty crowded theater last night, is $32 million. This movie has had a really good word of mouth, and has been like steadily increasing in revenue. Yeah, I, I thought that it wasn't going to do that, 
Like, you know how the Northman is, like, flopping, even though it's a good movie? Yeah. Kind of like that. That's but, like, the A24 stamp goes a long way these days. That's true. Um, should I get into production history? We shall. So, co-directors Daniel Scheinhart and Daniel Kwan stated that they began researching the concept of the multiverse in 2010 after being exposed to this concept of modal realism in the 1986 film Sherman's March. Daniel Kwan described the release of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which also featured the multiverse concept, as, quote, a little upsetting because we were like, oh shit, everyone's going to beat us to this thing we've been working on. He also stated that, quote, watching the second season of Rick and Morty was really painful. I was like, they've done all these, they've done, I was like, they've done all the ideas we thought were original. It was re- it was a really frustrating experience. So I stopped watching Rick and Morty while we were writing this project. Funnily enough, I feel like so many multiverse movies have come out since they started working on the film to when the film actually came out. Um yes but also i don't feel like they were guilty of like any particular overlap no no not at all like with, but the, it, with it, the multiverse is, you can go in any direction it's hard to. it is it, it is funny that in like a four-year period that we've had spider-man into the spider-verse um spider-man no way home uh rick and morty did their multiverse thing i guess all the um, batmans are gonna meet nothing all the batmans anymore. are meeting in the flash um and doctor strange into the multiverse of madness is coming out not too far after this movie has come out anyway how does one research the multiverse you know um they say a bunch of cool things you know um no you just you just like make shit up and then see the sticks i guess in early drafts the director's plan for the main character to have undiagnosed adhd um and through research for the project daniel kwan himself learned that he had adhd the universe in which Evelyn trains in martial arts and becomes an action movie star features scenes uh, that were inspired by Hong Kong director Wong Kar Wai. Daniel Kwan stated that the idea of the Everything ba- Bagel created by Jobu Tapaki, quote, started as a throwaway joke. During pre-production, Jackie Chan was originally considered for the starring role as the s- script was originally written for him before the Daniels changed their minds and reconceived the film with having a lead role as a woman, uh, saying that the husband-wife dynamic would make the story more relatable. It was announced in 2018 that Michelle Yeoh and Aquafina were cast to star in a interdimensional action film from the Daniels, with Anthony and Joe Russo set to produce. Aquafina exited the project due to scheduling conflicts in January 2020. Stephanie Su um, replaced her along with the casting of James Hong, Ki-Hui Kwan, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, the film marked the return of Ki-Hui Kwan, who had, returned from, who had retired from acting in 2002 due to having few casting opportunities at the time. Filming began in January 2020, and A24 acquired the distribution rights to the film. Principal photography wrapped up in early March 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic, and thanks to Larkin Seipel, we know they did like three to four days of shooting during the pandemic just to get wasn't it the rock stuff the rock stuff the cut universe with the noodles and i believe they had one of the fight sequences i think they got michelle yo back for but he said it was like a blessing and a curse to be like 95 percent the way done because then you're like oh we're happy that you're this far along but also that last five percent would be really frustrating yeah 
the film premiered at the South by Southwest Film Festival on March 11th, 2022, had a limited release in theaters on March 25th, 2022, and had a nationwide release on April 8th in the U.S. by 824. Trent, hit me with some fun facts. So the official IMDb synopsis used to read, a woman tries to do her taxes in an effort to prevent spoilers. I kind of, I like that. You know, yeah, it's it's fun. It's cute. An, an intentional mislead, a red herring, even. Um, on the day they shot the scene with the rocks, the weather was 118 degrees. It was so hot. Director Daniel Scheinhardt's shoes were melting. Um, oh, Parth, I almost brought this up. Um, yeah. But now it's in the fun facts. There's a Temple of Doom reference where Ki Hui Huan yells at Evelyn to snap out of it. Um, this scene plays out exactly the same in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom where Indy is under the spell by Molaram. There's also another one that I, during a montage, you hear him go, very funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I thought I that's what... I love Temple of Doom. It's it's easily my favorite of the Indiana, Indiana Jones films, you know? Ah, the aces! I win! Two more games! I have all your money! Ha, ha, ha! <laughs> it's poker, shorty. Anything can happen. Where did you find your uh, little bodyguard? I didn't find him. I caught him. What? Shorty's family were killed when the Japanese bombed Shanghai. He's been living on the streets since he was four. <laughs> I caught him trying to pick my pocket. Didn't I, short stuff? <laughs> the biggest trouble with her is the noise. Parth is calling out the the pretty uh, on the nose racism in the film, but short round <laughs> short round is awesome. So that has nothing. Are to you going to play some short round clips? Of well, you think you think we we would do an episode and not have short round clips? Okay, wait, we've kind of phased. Wait. Uh, play a clip here. I step on something. Yeah, there's something on the ground. Do I step on fortune cookies? It's not fortune cookies. Let me take a look. Very funny. And now play a clip here. Indy, I love you. Wake up, Indy! Indy, wake up! Yeah. Uh, we've kind of phased out of our Joker clips all the time. Yeah, I feel like I don't do the impressions what's, as much. What's gotten into us? Uh, I don't know. I'm not. Do I look like a guy with a plan? Hmm? <laughs> yeah, no, that ain't that the truth. All right, Wait, uh, this is off topic, but uh, we'll do one-star reviews right after this, but... It's going to be 10 years of The Dark Knight Rises uh, in July. Uh, 10 years of Bane. I'm in charge. Do you feel in charge? Enough chitter-chatter, you guys. We have one-star reviews to get through. Brandon. Yeah. 
You have. Yep. Oh, yeah. No. Thanks for being real just, professional, just bro. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, uh, drinking sorry, water on the show. I was. I was thirsty. <laughs> Should I just choose anyone? So the you can one. choose whichever one you want. Oh. Okay. Never mind. Wait. Like I kind of don't want the first one's kind of worthless. Okay. Then pick another one. Um, I think I'll, I I want to start with the last one because this one is the most intriguing. Okay. It says by Gretchen gave it a who's who's verified on whatever this is said the acting was really good the plot was terrible and some of the scenes were very disturbing one star what are the disturbing scenes like i can only think of i guess the like the hot dog, dog hands being a little yeah like, yeah because like it is a little gross but like, oh oh maybe maybe the part where um evelyn like explodes in the baby outfit like I, in the beginning when joe butapaki is like never do i walk one. away from a movie and i'm like the acting was great but the movie was <laughs> one star i think those are kind of like tied I feel like if the movie was so bad, but the acting was great, I'd give it two stars. Yeah, one star is pretty significant. Like, one star has to be like it was like a, a genuine affront to humanity. If you're saying this main element is great, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I can understand, though, because like maybe, like maybe some people can appreciate the acting and nothing else. But like... If you're gonna appreciate, if you can have, if you have the capacity to like appreciate the acting, like you could also probably appreciate the editing, yeah, and maybe like the color. So maybe. not, but I just think, I I think uh, like to say the plot was terrible is just to kind of confess that you're a little. Not to, I, exactly what going off of that. Not to rip on the normies of New Brunswick, but Brandon, as you witnessed, <laughs> we walked out of. We Dude. walked out of the theater yesterday, and there was a mass of people, and they were just like, I don't even understand what's going on. Yeah, we were walking past the bathroom, and these these people were going to the bathroom, and like, we were just over here like, that was so confusing. Like, I don't know. What, it's like, Dude. And, and, yeah, uh, they were, like, confusing movie, a lot going on, but, like, you don't know? Like, you don't get the general like, gist over the two and a half hours? Yeah, but the the theater was erupting the whole time. But like, it, like they were it was that laugh up. lines that I'm like, <clears throat> dog. Like these are the wrong parts to laugh for the hard act. It was just like not not to mention another movie, but when me and uh, all my roommates were watching the Batman in the same cinema, and people were laughing the entire time the at rhythm. just like at like f- like fights. Yeah, and it's like, dude, what are you doing? Like it's not funny. Kind of makes me makes me pissed. Trent, yeah, should every, I? Can I go next? Stupider than us. Yeah, you go next. Um, so I'll do the one that Brandon skipped over because I think it's interesting. Mm. So this is from Mike J, um, and it says, <laughs> "Sonic, I love love it. So cool and Moon is beautiful." Does he mean movie or is it the is it a full moon? I th- you said the moon, dude. Yeah, I mean he wrote Moon. And I wouldn't want to interpret. So, his is this guy writing. talking about Sonic One or the new, newly freshly released Sonic Two? Into the like, Sonic. I, I was, I he's talking about. He's talking. He's talking about the restaurant. Oh, <laughs> wait, no, that's true. Are they the ones with the blizzard or whatever? No, that's, that's Dairy dude, Queen. That's Dairy Queen. Wow. I worked at Dairy Queen for like three years, they, dude. Wait, Brendan, wow. did, dra- did those you have to do the flip? Every every, every GD every time day, I gave, every yep. goddamn it, day. But wait, but I'll, I will say, I will say never fell out. Not once. I was, I was like, a professional. Does that happen? And you have to give them a free one? Well, because obviously, because it fell on the floor. People ask you to flip it in hopes that it falls out because Dairy Queen policy it's is free. that if it falls out, you get like free ones for like a week or something. And our boss was such like a stickler that he would, he had a big sign that said under, we had a poster that said that. And then under, he wrote in big letters, 
does not apply at this location. Wow. <laughs> so, kind of, kind of Then, kind of then just himself. take down the sign. Yeah, at that point, like, why even offer up the policy? If you have a sign that yeah. says, no walking, and then you and then you write on it, you can walk here, just take down the sign. <laughs> I mean, he, no, he wants to instill, he wants people to come in hopes that it happens. And, like, or read, the fine, read the fine print. I see. Yep, exactly. So I'll read the final review here um, that from an unnamed person, and it says, one star, terrible, walked out after an hour, no idea why it has good ratings. I can only imagine that that person comes from an Amish family. <laughs> they, and was just they were like, overstimulated. Like, overwhelmed. Like, they're just like, what is happening? Bro, what? Yeah. I, I just found out <laughs> about the Macintosh computer. And so, <laughs> there's a lot of shit going on. Ah, yeah. <laughs> ah, the Apple II. <laughs> the Macintosh. Can we just make this a Steve Jobs pod? Yeah, wait. Part no. Th- can, wait, no, Steve can Jobs we wait, Bane? play it? Play a Steve Jobs clip. For, Wait, uh, let's just play a clip from our interview with the cinematographer Alan Kukla. <laughs> Here's Alan talking about his stylistic preferences. I love directors who really try to avoid it themselves and, uh, you know, like who think of every possible way of, of avoiding it because I think, you know, when you spend a week in front of a green screen, I think it drains the energy of everybody, especially. Parth, remember the time? Wow, this is kind of like the multiverse of craft services. Like craft services just coming. Craft services into the craftiverse. Yeah. Parth, remember (laughs) when I called you from a remote location to ask you about Jobs versus Steve Jobs because five dollars were at stake? Yeah, I do remember this. And you were right. For the fans at home, when we were filming someone's senior thesis, we were out in the woods where there was no internet and there was only one landline, and so we couldn't look it up. But this one of the actresses was like, oh, Jobs is the one with Michael Fassbender, right? And Steve Jobs is the one with Ashton Kutcher. And I said, no, I'm positive. And she said, no, I'm positive. And so we bet $5, and then we had to call Parth from the landline. And he told me. Did she? Did she what, did, Trent, I heard. Did she? Then something else happen in the woods? Oh, I think you're referencing a different woods. <laughs> yeah. Bad. Yeah, Parth, I don't know what they're talking about, so I'm kind of left out of the loop, like the audience. You could, you, awesome. could, you could explain, Trent. Like, I can explain, but I'll have to edit it out. Like, I can put a bleep. I'll, like, I'll put a bleep oh, yeah. do over a lo- it. Do a long, and so they'll yeah, just won't a know long bleep. And then get, but make sure you get Parth's reaction. So, Parth, on George's set, as you may know. Wait, you you were there, but I guess I did discreetly. Yeah. Um, I really Wait, is ha- this is this where you had to... This is where I had to boop, and so I had to uh, take a draft of the script, and I used... Wait, the t- no, I know about this. I used the yeah. title page and four subsequent I was there. You, pages. After, after, after you did the deed, you came up to me and you went, Barth, I just wiped my ass with the script. <laughs> <laughs> because if I was if I had to do it on set like I had to put a positive spin on it but like what was like you guys were like making fun of me as if I had another option <laughs> I mean like you could just, just hold, hold it, it in it was the beginning of the day <laughs> I had to, oh, I had to. <laughs> both Jackson and I had to actually we were discussing well, it anyways let's get back to the episode alright so I just we'll bleep all that out Wow, the 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 audience at home really is just like on a wild ride today, aren't they? Trent, I think you should give the audience what they want. Vignettes, um, anecdotes, or the discussion of the episode of the day. Should we talk about our thoughts on the movie? 
I'd say now would be the time. So Brandon, we Brandon, typically... you're our guest. Oh wait, no, Trent. We yeah, we break think. we break it up into what's working and what's not working. Okay. And which section would you like to start with? Um. Well, let me finish chewing this crust. Wait, I feel like the reception has been very positive. So I say you you added this to your letterbox top four as you left the theater. And so I say you speak on this before either of us uh, intervene. Um, about what's working or what's not working. I, I think either whatever Just you either want. One. Okay, I think um, I think this is like, in my opinion, there's so much, there's so little that doesn't work that it's like negligible. Like last night, I was looking out for things that don't work. Um, the only time I was like, ooh, was one insert. When Evelyn, when Joe Budapaki is like first encountering Evelyn after she comes out and she's doing all the wardrobe mm. changes, there's one insert of Evelyn like getting out of the handcuffs that lasts maybe like 20 frames. And that was the only thing I was like, Ugh. I think everything else in this movie, I think like all the holes are closed regarding the multiversal like kind of science. I think like every technical aspect hits so hard. Like I just, I just think it all works. So, so if I've got this right, the thing, the one thing that doesn't work is twenty frames of this movie. <laughs> maybe like, and maybe like fifteen minutes. Uh, maybe it's fifteen minutes too long. Wait, are you joking? Because I but... said that in the car on the way home. I... Did you say fifteen? I or said 50? fifteen. Okay, because okay. So full disclosure, oh. Brandon Lepetti again because Trent was very late. <laughs> Uh, Brandon Lepetti and I were talking, and he said Trent thought that the movie was 15 minutes too long. <laughs> that I, I think that five this, zero. That this that's movie should said, be 90 bro. minutes long. That's what I said. said 15. So that's why I received no, such a right. response. Because so, okay, you were well, like repulsed. I, I agree with you. Yeah, no, I, that, I agree. I think like 50, but like also like I, I disagree because I'd be pretty, like if I watched like, Sonic Two, I was like, yo, we don't need the second and third act. <laughs> well, well it would be like if you saw Sonic 2 and said Sonic I love love it so cool and Moon is beautiful you know? I think it'd be like if I saw everything everywhere all at once and I said Sonic I love love it it's so cool and Moon so beautiful one star <laughs> no it was like I think he gave it a half a star yeah oh shit yeah, he, gave it a, he gave it a oh, half oh I don't know what service we're on but this has half stars but Gretchen Wait, okay, we have to give, Gret- Letter- we have to give Gretchen oh, yeah, the verified right. reviewer some credit because she gave it a full star because the acting was, mm. quote, really good. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Um, uh, I think, like, my favorite aspect about the film, I think, like, yeah, I was thinking about this last night as I was in bed. Ooh, trying to yeah, nasty. I know. Uh, Just cut in that bed, out, I was Trent. like... Please cut that out. <laughs> I was thinking about why this film, like, why it why it touches me the way it does and i remember as a kid i used to think about like i would just have these like daydreams and i remember being in gym class in like third grade and i'd be like kicking a ball against a wall and i'd be thinking about like what if the ball hit an atom in a certain way or like i'd be thinking about uh, when i was falling asleep when i was like 11 and i'd just be thinking about like what if like the the like my sheets were contorted in, in a certain way to like create life or something and it's these like total absurdities that that are completely illogical and make no sense that this movie takes and like not only runs with but like they make them work into a, a beautiful story 
and i just think i think it's like such a magnificent like it's like fucking art in the way that it just like hits home to me subjectively in like every in every fucking way yeah jordan sikafus got up out of her chair and she said that's the most creative movie i've seen and and she's she said all year all year as if a more creative movie came out last year yeah (laughs) wait who's jordan sikafus trent friend off the show who friend very good friend or just well, yeah. Uh, she'll she'll Acquaintance. come on for the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood episode, but no need to mention her until then. Okay, wait, no, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. That's well, my bad. That's my bad. She's here to talk about Cliff and Cliff only. <clears throat> Cliff boot. Uh oh, here comes trouble. Boom! <laughs> oh man, right in the face. A smooth lead. Thank you. Dead number two. <laughs> I like that shot. That guy's a fucking prick. Uh, Trent, what are your thoughts on the film? So this was my first time seeing the second act, or I guess part two, uh, everywhere and let me just say it tied up a lot of loose loose ends uh or it set up a good amount of runway for me to understand the third act which prior i saw without context and so it went straight from um regular taxes laundry movie into the the inklings of um of something supernatural and then i was asleep and then and then i woke up and the movie was too far gone um but I really enjoyed it. Like I was fighting sleep again, which was um, unfair, but it was so engaging. And we had to do the pod today that <laughs> I was sucked in. And also, my main things are short round as an adult actor, awesome. Jamie Lee Curtis, awesome. Yeah. Um, fight sequences, awesome. Um, all the weird alternate worlds, rock world, raccoon world, hot dog world. Awesome. Um, 15 minutes too long, though. Yeah, I, I would say that um, uh, while watching the movie, uh, we were watching it with friend of the show Jackson Clark and friend of the show Sophia Alexis. Mm-hmm. And I turned to Sophia and I was midway through the movie and I was like, I'm not sure I get this movie um really not 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 well not like in a plot like i understood the multiverse stuff that never bothered me but i I was kind of like i'm not sure i know where this is going and i'm not sure that i like i'm tracking a character progression because i was like michelle yo's character is very unlikable i mean like she's she's engaging and she's entertaining to watch because it's michelle yo and michelle yo is awesome but like uh, i was like i don't i'm not sure i know where this is going but the third act, I think, is pro- is my absolute favorite thing I've seen all year so far. Um, the third, the third act is in all at once, like the the last twenty minutes or so. Um, I'm not sure. Like I saw this movie at this point almost a month ago, so like I don't, I don't like remember exactly if it's like literally part three, but I think everything from when 
around the time of the we I spoke about it in our interview, but like the one car Y sequence where he goes, the the way I fight is by being nice, and you think oh, I'm just being oh. stupid. So everything that was the like, part where I would say cried. like ten minutes before that. From then on, I think that movie. It, it all it all clicked in, so I'd be interested to see, to see myself watch it again because I think one of the things that this movie does that few other movies do is have a point of view on life and um, on uh, they do it a little bit in Swiss Army Man, but just being grateful for the time that we have and that um, you know for the people that we have and that our differences should not stop us from appreciating life. And I think that that I, I really agree with that mentality and I really agree with that point of view of the world and seeing, you know, my favorite movie is Spider-Man 2. And that movie is all about a guy trying to do some good and everything in the world sucks for him, but he still pushes on to do that good. And I like movies that show that just being good, just being nice in and of itself is a really difficult and tough thing to be in this world. And I think this movie really beautifully illustrates that. And uh, having Kihui Kwan, who is in, you know, he's obviously short round and in the Goonies, so it's cool to have him back. But having him in the movie and for him to be so fucking good. and So, ten- to, so tender. You know, like he... He he's able to play the like aloof like dad like oh I don't know what's going on and then he can also play like movie star mm-hmm. like just like and that the same same fucking beat, exactly just with the, and and he's not that visually did he's just wearing a suit and he just like he just like holds himself differently talks differently oh um, and, yeah. and he he's so good and I think that he once he delivers that uh, the way I fight is by being nice everything clicks into motion and everything makes sense. And then suddenly it's a fight against nihilism and that's what the movie is. And I really appreciate any movie that does that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get introspective during all movies, even if I'm just like stoned watching fast and furious nine. But so you can only imagine the amount of thought going to space, w- bro. You can only imagine the amount of existential thought that went through my head last night. I was like, I'm going to make some changes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Trent, you reminded me of of a nut that I do have with this Please. movie. Um, the title cards when they do come up and it says everything mm-hmm. part one, and the, the order of the supers goes everything and then part one comes up. I think part one should come up first and then everything should come up. My, uh, I don't. This so. isn't a complaint, but this is just an observation that you may have seen last night when there was the third title card. I think people thought that there was. 33% of the movie remaining and there was a collective uh, sigh over the whole room. I think yeah they were like what? Like yeah. Everyone kind of Do, do you think looked, anyone like, was gasped. silly enough to be fooled by the fake title card or was it early enough to be yeah. foolproof? No, I I felt like it was so early. So I saw it like it. like yeah, I last night was my third time seeing it and my second and third time I was with like different people. And it was also crowded theaters. And every time the the false ending comes up, I would just like roll up my sleeves and like pretend to be nice. packing up. And and I see like people next, like the girl next to me this time was like what, what, what? And then the and, and then it zoomed out. And then the and then the the movie zoomed out. I mean Ryan, my roommate, he knew he was like when the false tale came up. The second time I watched it, he whispered. He was like, dude, dude, they're in the th- they're in the fake theater, bro. Mm. Like he totally called it. So. 
Well, I was just going to say, I think this movie also does a lot for people with um, interesting relationships with their parents, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, yeah. a lot of people with that's, mommy that's... issues are going to have, have, a, have, uh. have a good time with this movie. You know what I mean? Well, that's like one of the things when you were saying Michelle Yeoh's has such like an unlikable, an unlikable character. Um, like for for audio listeners who can't see me, I'm a little Asian, mm. and uh, yeah, so my me mommy is like Korean, and although th- this movie, uh, its characters are Chinese, I just like in Michelle Yeoh, Yeoh's character in Evelyn Kwan, there is this like stubbornness, and this kind of like. It's not even ambivalence, but I wouldn't describe it as apathy either. There's just like a, her character has a wall built between her and like the outside, I guess, society. And um, like this, (laughs) so the the part of the movie that like one of my favorite parts is when Evelyn Kwan is describing Rakakuni and... She said, and she's like, makes food, da 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 da. And she's like doing the pantomimes and everything. Because, like, not only is her verbal language kind of, it's a little like uh, handicapped to to be able to like properly describe exactly what the plot of Ratatouille is, but also when she says Rakakuni, and then Joy says, Do you mean Ratatouille? And she says, No, Rakakuni. Like, that stubbornness is something that I experience yeah. like every fucking day. And I, I with, also love this woman. I that also gave loved, birth to me. Uh, I mean, my mom's not conservative, but like the scene in which um, she's explaining, this is her friend. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And, this is why she you you're why she thinks she's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and I I love what you were saying about the wall. Uh, one of the things mm-hmm. that I really love about her performance is that you can tell that you can kind. The movie does a good job of showing kind of the cycle of the why the reasoning oh, yeah. of why people behave the way they do and how that gets passed down and i think she does in the writing and in the performance there's a really like subtlety in knowing that she does love her kid and that oh yeah um but she thinks the best way to show it is by being as tough mm-hmm. as she can and exactly and that and that's in the first in the first act where she's like joy let me talk to you you have to eat healthy you're yeah, getting ex- fat exactly. and it's like and be- i love that scene and and i love I mean, the first time that she is able to see her life and like all the things that have happened in her, all the choices that led up to mm-hmm, her life, mm-hmm. I remember sitting there and being like, "I that could have been a short film." That was like, that yeah, in and of itself so. was so beautiful, and uh, especially this. Oh, so yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. The the part where in the flashback, uh, Waymond and her are opening the laundromat, or no, 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 they're moving into their house, mm-hmm. and then he says, "You don't look happy." And then she says, "I am happy." Like, yeah, yeah she's not happy. Yeah, because she, like because there is that there's that uh all these machines are that, ours. That, that, yeah. Oh my gosh, that that expectation of like 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 you you grow up and you have like a very narrow life path that you think you you have to follow. Like you, you have to be successful, you have to be smart, and you have to like I don't know, be someone like fucking capitalist or something. And then when those things fail, like yeah, you have to put up the facade to like to the people you love. They're the people that are in your life, but at the end of the day, like you are not satisfied. Yeah, and that was like just like an ins- like such like a deep cut portrayal. This is Wang. This is Wang. Mrs. Wang, are you with us? I am paying attention. Now you may only see a pile of receipts. 
but I see a story. I can see where this story is going. It does not look good. I was gonna say is I love the. I mean, I've 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 brought it up a lot of like the point of view of the movie, but I love the sequence where um, uh, Kiyo Kwan's character says. Um, in another life, I would have loved just doing mm-hmm. taxes with you. Mm, taxes and laundry. Yeah. In a laundromat. And, oh yeah, doing laundry and doing taxes with you. And and I think yeah. that... It's like such other a than nice being, sentence. Other than being a cool concept, what the multiverse presents in this movie is that, sure, you may have had these other crazy alternative life paths. And it could it's have been maybe more exciting. Yeah. yeah. It's it's it, it could have been something. It could have been an amazing vocalist. You could have been an amazing martial artist. You could have done all these things. But at the end of the end of the day, why not just appreciate what you do have and see that what you do have is something beautiful in its own right. You know what I mean? And I think that the v- few movies that utilize the concept of the multiverse ever use it in a way that illustrates something thematic. That it's kind of generally just like a plot or a just a cool thing to start off an action sequence or something. And I like a lot of the multiverse movies. But I think what this movie does is it it bakes it into the point of Michelle Yeoh's character arc, which I appreciate. So we walked out of the theater, and this could be another installment of Trent's Confused Parth Explains. But Brandon, Brandon said something. <laughs> oh, this might yeah, be Trent, Trent's Confused and Brandon Explains. It might be. But Brennan said something that I was not expecting, and he said the whole movie was this, and I was like, "You're joking, right?" And he was like, "No." And should I explain? Sure. Or do you? No, you you explain. Yeah, go on. Brennan was basically like, "This whole movie is about Joy's suicide," and I was like, "What?" Well, like, let me explain. Parth, are you also like? Um, I feel like I know what he's gonna say, but I want to hear him say it. I thought it was about family. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, the, the themes huge. They go in cars. <laughs> it's a, we're just uh, the 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 whole movie is yeah. I mean, the, I think the biggest theme is not only family, but like what a family means when you can't express like colloquially understood family love, and like that's what happens when you're a, an Asian American family is that you have these different cultures and these different like these different reactions to to loved ones that maybe isn't the American standard of like, I love you so much. And I'll say, I'll tell you, I love you every time I see you. And like, I'll be, I'll be extremely supportive of whatever you do. Like some, sometimes it's like, yeah, I love you, but because I love you, you're going to be fucking great. And you're going to be, you're going to do, you're going to go through life this way. And because I, I made you. And there's that sense of like, sometimes there isn't love, which I guess could be described as tough love. But um, I think, that yeah like the the suicide thing jobu Tapaki and joy st- explicitly states that the bagel was made to see if she can die because she was pushed so far by evelyn to become like the greatest first jumper that her brain her brain became fried and became she, she gained like this omniscience she made the bagel which she states in the film to to see if she can die and she wants evelyn to come with her but when Evelyn doesn't come with her, Joy, the whole fight scene where where Evelyn fights like Raymond does and like just fixes these people's lives, Joy is actively trying to kill herself in the bagel 
And I just think metaphorically, it's speaking on, like, that's just like... I'm glad you brought up metaphorically, like maybe it's, because I was going to say that I th- mm-hmm. I thought the same thing as you. But when, when Trent said this is about Joyce's suicide, I didn't know if you were going to do, like, one of the YouTube, like, this is what actually happened, and she was actually trying to kill herself. <laughs> But like, I, no, no, no. I, 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 I agree with a, you that this is about yeah. a daughter that's been maybe pushed too far and hasn't felt the love of her mother, and that that's pushing yeah, her I to think, a very dark place. And I, I, I exactly, I think, I think on that point. Yeah, me- mental health in this movie, I think, is a huge aspect, and I, I would go as far to say that like Evelyn's mental, like comparisons could be tied, could be made between Evelyn's like multi multiversal experience and trying to get the people around her to understand why she's acting like this like she's telling uh, at one point in the irs she has the whole spiel with wayne with wayman saying like that wasn't you in the elevator and it, the whole point of that is to confuse non-alpha raymond or waymond um and the, and it makes evelyn look crazy and i think that could be tied with like you know just like mental health issues in asian communities and in, in really any like minority group communities where let's say like bipolar disorder or like schizophrenia like getting the people like 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 you have an established like matriarchal figure in your community and this person kind of with age like get becomes have gets one of these like disorders um the under the threshold for like understanding is going to be significantly lower because there's just like maybe there's like a lack of comprehension in in terms of like considering health versus like oh this is your fault for for letting this happen if, if you kind of understand what i'm saying i think like this movie is so much fun and its concepts are like very absurd but it, it could still be trade they, they can still be understood as like grand metaphors if you want them to be and then like I, I think like the schizophrenia thing is like a very far reach but i just like that the movie allows itself to be taken or interpreted you you could totally interpret this the, it in this way if you want to yeah and i like really respect i, I agree that about you. the movie um yeah i've i've been talking about all the stuff that i like i'll, I'll get into like the few things that i think the the, the 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 few complaints that i have are really just in the middle i think that while i i really do appreciate the silliness and i think a lot of people complain about the silliness in the movie and say like oh well this would have been better if it was maybe cut out I, I think that the silliness is part of it, and it's about... Yeah, we need to take the, silliness out of movies. Fuck that. The, the movie's about embracing all of life. The good, the bad, the real, the, the, the you know, the, the important and the not-so-serious. And so I like that, but I think sometimes in their efforts to be funny or, you know, whatever, sometimes a joke goes on too long. I don't even, like, have a problem with the joke itself, but I think sometimes if you were to cut out or just cut down a little bit on some of the things in the middle, then the movie wouldn't feel too long. Because I I honestly think that first third I love, and that middle, that last third, I think, again, I saw the fucking Batman this year, and this is the best thing I've seen. The last third of everything, everywhere, all at once. The middle is where I think things get a little bit muddled in terms of combining the thematic stuff they want to do with the plot stuff that they're doing and it gets a little like con- not confused but convoluted maybe it's just like a lot of things are happening and i'm not entirely sure that they need to all happen can you give like a reference like a t- like when for you when does the middle begin and end? like is it just like p- when part two comes up until part no three i mean i don't i don't like... think it's when the title cards come up because i i never really viewed yeah, those as like 
like I mean, bookmarks. using those isn't even like a good breakdown of the movie in no. the acts. Because it's, the third one is like all the way at the end like of the one, movie. Is yeah, it, 20, right? 20 minutes, yeah. 15. So I, I would say that maybe it's when after the Deirdre fight in the uh, in the office building, um, the one where she's like trying to um, get the martial arts skills, that point until the point like ten minutes before the um, the scene with where he's like the way I fight is that like it's not that I, I dislike that section I just think. Again, I've only seen this movie one time, so I think maybe a rewatch would make me get it more, and I'd feel less like I didn't feel the direction of the movie. But um, that section was where I felt, okay, like, what are we doing here? Like, what is this? I think something I liked about the movie, um, like, and is sort of illustrated by, like, when the multiverse things are first starting to happen... And he hands her the paper and has, like, the instructions on it. And then on the flip side is the divorce. And I was like, this movie's doing two things at once. And I was like, and it's like, it's like rope. It's like the audience knows something they don't know. And then the comedy comes from the, yeah, um, dramatic irony. But um, I think some multiverse movies could just, like, go too deep down the rabbit hole. And then you're just in, like, Wonderland the whole time. And I think it's, like, good to have the IRS and that keep coming back to real life and to keep going back to divorce and to, like, your everyday problems as a comparison to these bigger issues. Because I just think I would have gotten overstimulated and tired. Trent, Trent Jackson and I brought this up, which is that we thought – we were, like, a little surprised that they never leave the IRS building. And, and we were, like, we really thought – we really thought, like, it was going to be, like – a huge like thing and i really appreciate how folk i mean it's really just and to turn the irs building into the other universes yeah you know? exactly yeah it's a great i never i never thought of it yeah i guess they don't ever really leave while they're in like the, this main branch yeah yeah wow wait guys i'm gonna dip con candy into mustard real quick are you oh, serious this is horrible uh, i just did this it is wait, this is staying in the edit though dude oh it tastes like a pickle dude seriously no wow Wow. Anyway, wait, Trent. What you were saying with that, um, the sheet on two sides. Again, I was thinking about this, but like before, I was gonna sleep. This movie captured like or captures this sense of like duplicity so well, and I think there's two parts. Duality or duplicity? Hmm. I think you meant duality. Isn't duplicity duplicity, like sneaky? Wait. Yeah. Wait. What? I thought duplicity is like. Two things. Well, it is. Wait, what, it what is. did I con- duplicity is dupli- Yeah. Wow. So synop- synopsis and duplicity yeah. are two things I don't know. Right. Anyway, yeah, duality. I guess. I thought duplicity. All right, whatever. Um, but also like duplicate. Two- I, see where, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. There's two outstanding moments of duality. Uh, the one where yeah, the flip side of the paper, and on on each side, people are seeing separate things, and. I think around where part three comes up. No, no, no. Like tw- 20 to 25 minutes before. Uh, when M- M- Evelyn is having the, like, the false low moment. Mm. And she stabs Waymond with a piece of glass. Which kind of did come out of like fucking nowhere. Uh, she stabs Waymond with a piece of glass in one universe. And right after, or right before maybe, 
in another universe she signs the divorce papers mm. and it's it's putting these two moments together and say like these are these are the same thing like it's the same feeling and i think it was like it's like wow like, fuck yeah guys i think we've talked about this movie a lot is it time to enter the ratings gauntlet are there any sure. last thoughts we want to get out uh i would uh oh Stephanie, Stephanie Sue, her performance is like I think it's on level with Keys. Oh, I was gonna and say I'm so I fucking think... glad Aquafina was not in this movie. What dude? I, like when you were reading, she would have Stephanie Joy, Sue. Dude. Yeah, the daughter. Joy, bro. Like when like Stephanie Sue replacing her. Like I think you need. Goodness. I mean, like I don't know if she's I, like someone said she was in Crazy Rich Asians, but I think like not recognizing a lot of the faces is like a good thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, also, just yeah, like like the security guards and all the fighters, Aquafina yeah. would have like pushed it too far. I mean, I like Aquafina. The farewell is a good movie. I, it's a great movie, actually. Yeah, Aquafina, like like Shang Chi or whatever, which is really my only experience with Aquafina. Like, yeah, whatever. But like Stephanie and Sue, fucking. It's just like this. Like the comedy came out in a very like organic <clears throat> way, and I think Aquafina, mm-hmm. you would have been like instructed when to laugh. <laughs> Are you sp- you're speaking to Aquafina? If right Aquafina's now? listening. <laughs> yeah, let's um, hope. Okay. So I had, I mean, this isn't fair because this isn't our show, but like I have an eye of the duck for for this movie. Whoa! Okay. Wait. Okay, well, you're gonna have to consult the master, but right. um, we'll ask Adam about this. Exactly. Like the like the first rock scene, like the the like mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, theater mm-hmm. was rendered speechless, mm-hmm. and yeah. they had our complete attention, and I was yep. like, they're just saying everything that they mean right on screen with these rocks. And well, the rocks right, know that life is stupid and that we're small. Just be a rock. But what? Right when that scene came on, Jordan whispered to me, "I I get why you like this movie." And it was like five seconds before that rock scene came on, and then I didn't respond to her. I think she was she thought I was being mean. No, but like, like how simple like googly eyes on a rock are as like a narrative <sighs> device. So good. Like That's they don't so even good. need to move. Insane. Like shot reverse shot on rocks, te- like te- like text on screen with rocks. Yep, dude. It my first viewing, would also my my bet the best one just because it's the first time. The only sound like when that rock scene came on, you just all you heard was like the fan in the theater or maybe like the projector hum, and like our fucking heartbeats. Mm-hmm. And it was cra- It was insane, dude. So good. All right, is it time? Oh. Yeah, uh, Parth, yeah, rewatching it this good. time, I was like, wow, I, if I'd seen the f- entirety of the movie, I, I would have had so, un- so many more questions for Larkin Seipel. I know. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many crazy shots in this movie. There are. Even, even just, like, Rakatuni's flying through the air. Raka who? The raccoon Ratatouille is flying through the air. And I was like, how'd they do that? Wait, it's not hard to pronounce Rakatuni. It's a change of one consonant. Talking about raccoon like, ratatouille. <laughs> All right, Brandon, you just dipped your cotton candy in mustard, so I think you're in no position to criticize other people's lives. Tastes like pickles. Do you want Brandon, to enter the? You want to enter yeah, the ratings was... gauntlet? Yeah, sure. Like what is so the like, ratings gauntlet? I'm, I'm you have with to it. say. Yeah. Well, Would there's the leave? first how, thing how, we have to do. How? Oh well. Wait, should we drop the bomb? All right, so Whoa. Brandon, when we say the word gauntlet, like a nuclear bomb sound effect starts to go off. And then I'd say about 10-15 yeah. seconds from now, like, it's gonna hit, and we have to scream for our lives. Oh no. I can feel the Oh It's melting! My body! It's gone! <laughs> right. My Adam's, they're spilling! They're dead!
the monkey verse. recommend it and yeah. what your rating out of 10 would yeah. be the bomb killed us an hour in podcasting heaven <clears throat> so do you want me to you want me to just shoot shoot Go ahead rewatchability considering this is my third time watching it in like a month i'd say like extremely high to very high um <laughs> <laughs> so you started with extremely and then you went down yeah. to very high okay uh, maybe what was the second one? Re- recommend. recommend. Oh, I recommend. Like, like I would, re- I, I reckon, I want to, I would recommend this. I feel like if like Donald Trump watched no. this, the like, subtitles, there would, there would bro. Some, some, subtitles. Some problem. Some pro- Oh, that's right. That's right. But like everyone's. But re- recommend. I would recommend everyone's this to everyone. Mom should watch this. I I want to watch it with my mom really badly. I want my mom to watch it separate from me, uh, <laughs> so we don't have to have a really intense conversation on the on the drive. <laughs> Uh, and my rating out of 10, uh, like 9.9 repeating. Wow. It's pretty close to 10. Uh, a- asymptotic. You can, you, yeah. also, you can just say 10 if that's what you mean. Well, technically, mathematically, 9.9 <laughs> yeah. repeating is 10. So. Yeah. Okay, Parth. <laughs> Wait, but I just want to say, uh, I forgot to mention this earlier. The scene... Actually, I'll save it till after the rating gauntlet. And then this is your last later. real opportunity to speak. I say just say it. All right. All right. Well, there's a scene uh, sometime around the end at the party in the laundromat. I think while Joby Topaki is like giving that spiel about how nothing matters and that they should both die in the bagel. And there's one just like B-roll shot of that, that old man who's, whose wife used that perfume. Mm in the beginning there's a shot of like evelyn is grabbing cookies from the table and the man comes from behind her to grab cookies in a way that would like he's like making it so that he's leaning up against evelyn and like grinding up on her like in a very creepy way yeah because he's an old creepy white dude uh with an asian fetish and like that scene is so specific and like incredible like it's just such a fucking crazy cut that they made because I've seen like my mom's a nurse and I remember when I was like twelve or something. I remember, and this like is, like sounds pretty fucking gnarly, but I remember like being twelve and like accompanying her to a nursing home, and she was like this like Asian woman female nurse, and these old dudes would like this old this one old guy would just like bump into her from behind, and I remember being really young and my mom's like super naive and like. She's very kind and she's like oh are you okay and he's like Burr. like he was just like an old fucking dude and it's like bro like wow like this is something that happens and it's like in the movie fucking perfectly done it was like like no no you wouldn't catch it unless you understand like this is why well maybe i mean like you probably would catch it but no, like no i mean i didn't catch it one I, I like wonderful it, wonderfully yeah. wonderfully done yeah right yeah isn't it crazy? Yeah. yeah, life life is crazy. The powers of not being. White, but that guy, that that you'll notice. Yeah, that no, old. Like, exactly that. That old guy in the nursing home is probably dead by now. So we nothing don't have to matters, worry. guys. Just be a rock. No, Wait, no, that is that matters. is what the point of the movie. So I'm glad you brought that up. Trent, yeah, do you want to give your? Is that like the inverse takeaway of the movie? Yeah, that would that would be if you like read the movie completely incorrectly. I guess that would be. What that that everything matters. That nothing matters, and that. I mean, that's what they say, but like. Well, what? like, 
Like, I feel like everything mattering and nothing mattering are, like, kind of the same thing. Yeah. Okay, syndrome. Exactly, right? I was just going to say, if everyone's super, then no one is. Yeah. Ah, you said that like the Joker. Ah. <laughs> Guys, I went through this whole bag of pop for cotton candy. Uh, your body. Um, I'd hate to be occupying it. Um, I'll say rewatchability, yes. Recommend yes, eight, eight out of ten. Like eight point, um, like eight point, like eight point five. If that if that makes everyone happy. Um. Wow. Tr- Trent and I are looking like brothers in blood right now. Um, yeah, more than ever. <laughs> um. I would say I would recommend this to anyone and everyone, everywhere, all at all, once, all the time, right now. Um. Um. Uh, I've not yet rewatched this movie, but I really want to. So take from that what you will. And I would currently give this an 8.5, but I can see this jumping up a whole one. Like, I can see this going up to a 9.5. But that's... Wait, can I ask you guys a, a final question? Personal question? Like, do you guys... what what Like, can you name one movie that you prefer to this? Spider-Man yeah. 2. Spider-Man 2. The Matrix. What about you, Trent? Well, 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 I can't believe we didn't talk about The Matrix during this movie. Because, like, Matrix and Scott Pilgrim are, like, huge, huge influences. Am I crazy? Uh, I think yeah, Matrix is more overt, but Scott Pilgrim, I definitely like, thought of it. I don't, I don't know that mm. they were thinking of Scott. Pilgrim. Like maybe Scott Pilgrim did the Mortal Kombat style, and then this took the Mortal Kombat style, and then so now I'm just thinking about Scott Pilgrim in the middle of those. Well, two no, things. I mean I think it's, I think it's similar, also in the way the aspect ratio changes, and and also like those were also so movie nice. that takes place in the real world for like the first act and then big jump. Yeah, no, I yeah. I, I, I I get where you're coming from. But, Wait, but Trent, name a, name a movie you like you like more than this. Um, I could name four movies. My list. Le- <laughs> right, go ahead. We've got David Fincher's Seven. Stand, we got David Fincher's Seven. Um, Rob Reiner's Stand by Me. Um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High and Jurassic Park are my current Letterbox top four, and sadly, uh, wow. it'll stay that way. Right, Still a good movie that you should watch. Yeah, Let's I mean, Jurassic Park is Jurassic Park. I mean, it's it. Wait, Jurassic Park is kind of like, like that would never happen. Okay, so, it's, it's um, an adventure 65 really million years thanks, in the making. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for taking the time out of your day to listen. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. Go give us a good rating. Go follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks to Brent Lupetti for coming on to this episode. Yo, <laughs> Jurassic World Fallen d- 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 Dominion out June 10th. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that's the takeaway. Um Jurassic World Fallen Dominion, um, coming, coming to a theater <laughs> near gonna... you, June 10th. On June 10th? Yeah. What are we going to do when that movie is a multiverse movie? Wait, uh, you mean T-Rex? Well, the dinosaur T-Rex in it is like, the, is like a Joker, so. Did you hear that, Brendan? <laughs> what? The... That the dinosaur is like someone Joker? Someone described, yeah. But also... The director, not someone. The director said that Whoa. the dinosaur the d- is, like is like the Joker. Like Wait, Joker. He just wants to wow. see the world burn. He's hunting for sport. He's not even eating them. Shoot her! I don't know how I got these scars. Aren't you excited for the T Rex to just be like, hey, you know, like the US? So find us on Spotify. So find us on Spotify. Apple Podcasts. Write a five star review. This podcast is like a fucking mess right now. Rate and review our show. It's all friend. Have fun editing this. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, fuck you, Trent. What what do we have going on next week? We have our interview with 
Bruce Curtis, production yep. designer cool. of Apollo Ten and a Half, and yep. a whole lot of Richard Linklater movies. Wait, wait, Bruce, Bruce you know Curtis. Personally, Bro, we got we the, got the production vo- production designer of Apollo Ten and, and a, half. a bunch of other Richard Linklater movies. What? Yeah. So go join us there. Bye, guys. Bye.